0: And I want to share with you three really clever tricks you could use with Bold Product Options app to maximize your Black Friday revenue. So if you don't know about Bold Options, it's the easiest way to add unlimited options like text fields, file uploads, date pickers, radio buttons, color swatches, and more to your products. Let you get around that pesky 100 variant limit. And you could save them as templates. So you can add it to one product or with one click, add it to your entire store. It's a huge time saver. All right, back to my holiday tips. There are three things I'd love to do with Bold Product Options. And it's the only options app that can do all three. First... I'd love to add gift wrapping as an option to all the products in the store and charge five bucks for it. It's just a great way to make a little more over the holidays. Bold Options app, you could create an option called Gift Wrapping, assign a $5 price to that option, and add it to as many products as you want with a single click. So you can literally add gift wrapping as an option to every product in your store in about 47 seconds. The second thing I love to do with that same bulk assign feature is add a checkbox to every product asking, is this a gift? And then I use Bold's conditional logic feature, so if the customer selects yes, a text area field appears asking, would you like to include a special message? You could charge for this too if you want, or just make it free. It's a great thing to add around the holidays. And finally, the third thing I love to do is bundling products into the options. One of the super neat things you could do with Bold Options is link an option to an actual product in your store. So for example, I like to add an option to all products that use batteries that says add batteries with a yes, no radio button. And if they select yes, it actually adds the batteries too. You could do this with any good add-on product. I think that's one of the lesser known power features of Bold Product Options. You essentially could do bundles and cross sells in your options with it. What's not to love? The best part, you can add the Bold Options app to your store free for 30 days by visiting BoldCommerce.com or searching Bold Options in the Shopify App Store. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host Kurt Elster, enjoying a lovely early day of fall here at the moment, and I have been thinking about starting a business. Those early days, you know, reflecting on it, because um, I've been I have been self employed for a decade now, and you forget what it was like early on. And as I I watch my wife, um, just in. Intentionally, entirely blow up her previous business and start fresh with an entirely new business on Shopify and seeing that like the first two weeks that struggle of man, what if we launch it and nobody cares, right? Like that anxiety. Um, but then at the same time, also romancing and missing the hustle and grind where everything you do is, is just around getting that business off the ground. And the fun of that, that you have a, a clean slate, a blank slate, um, and i've you know obviously i've been been helping and coaching and strategizing with her so that she can skip a lot of the the common mistakes but I ended up I shared with her a piece of advice and then shared that in our Facebook group that really um got a a ton of traction resonated with people i said as you're you're starting out, you can't get bogged down in worrying about well i you know it, it's not a full time income yet it's not a massive business because it doesn't work like that there are Few, if ever, overnight successes, right? That's like catching lightning in a bottle. Um, and that was, was the hard thing for my wife as her previous business was a literal overnight success. I mean, it was, we tweeted it once. It got retweeted by uh, a what they, they call a super connector, someone with a big following. And then it went from there. It was unbelievable. And then turning around, and now she's having the experience that we all have of we launched to crickets, right? And so I wanted to interview a um, a gentleman today, who had the same experience and started stacking the bricks. So we say, um, as you you build a business, you're you're stacking the bricks. You're building it one brick at a time. But he started his business this year and already has gone from idea to selling nine SKUs on Amazon. Looking at one product right now, it's already got 70 customer reviews at four and a half stars. If you've ever sold on Amazon, you realize how hard that is. And he's done it in, what, six months' time? I mean, just absolutely tremendous. So today we are hearing from... Rod Miriala from Rad Miriala, my apologies, from iHeartNature, who sells soap and other uh, botanical, natural cosmetic goods. I've tried them. I love them. They're quite impressive. I recommend heartily the Dead Sea Charcoal Soap, but the Turmeric Soap is their
1: bestseller. Anyway, Rad, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, Kurt. I really appreciate it. I've uh, listened to several of your podcasts, and you had a pretty stellar uh, guests, uh, you know, very impressive, uh, line of guests. And so I was, I was honored to be on here. Uh, you know, cause I, I actually don't know much about e-commerce or selling.
0: Oh, you think you don't, you think you don't, <laughs> but you absolutely do based on your success, based on how quickly you have been able to ramp these things up. And more importantly, you, you know, you didn't quit your job to do this. You didn't have time dedicated to this. You have a day job. Tell us about it.
1: Uh, yes, I'm a full-time ER physician. Um, I work uh, in Houston. I've worked at a level one trauma center for about 12 years and now work at a smaller, lower uh, acuity emergency center. Um, but it's a full-time job. I work uh, uh, you know, either 12 hours or 24-hour shifts, and I'll probably work about uh, what averages out to be like 16 12-hour shifts a month.
0: Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> Here you are still able to research and grow this business in what is realistically a very short time. Um, so I'm I'm quite quite impressed
1: by that. Uh, Thank you. I really appreciate that. I would say this is probably one of the funnest things that I've done. Um, it's just been so cool to be able to learn. Um, really, what seemed to me is like a brand new language. Um, I didn't know anything about selling online or how, I mean, if you asked me nine months ago, what SEO or SEM or, you know, keywords, uh, or, or the words like long tail keywords, I didn't know what any of those things meant. Um, it was funny when, when, you know, i got on, I was, um, you know, I would try to do research on like Facebook forums and stuff. And, you know, I, I had no idea what people were talking about <laughs> and, uh, like, like the long tail keyword which is something that people were always, you know, mentioning. And I was like, and it didn't make sense to me because it should be like a key phrase, right?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I Actually, I <laughs> I recall that too. Um, The first time, like now just, you know, I just throw out, and I worry about that, that like, man, I hope this stuff is accessible to people because we'll throw out phrases like long tail keyword, uh, right. long tail keyword phrase. And to me, like that makes total sense. But the reality is I remember the first time um, it clicked with me because I'd read about it. I still didn't get it. I saw a presentation from a marketer at the University of Chicago, and only then was I starting to be like, okay, I think I get it. Like, right, right. The stuff we take for granted now is incredible, and that's why I'm such a bad judge of what what will be successful content uh, with folks. And oftentimes, it's really what, to me, I think is the really basic. I was like, oh, that's too basic. No one will care. They'll think it's dumb. No, that helps people. And, of course, like the advanced stuff helps the more right, advanced right. people. and Yeah, it's to you, it seems like you know, you're know you saying, oh, I, you know, I hope I can, in the pre-call, you're saying, like, oh, I hope it's valuable for people. Of course it is. Because looking back, like, you already, the amount of stuff that you have figured out through research and experience is tremendous and incredible
1: in, in it, such it's a short been time. Fun. It's been a really fun journey.
0: So how did this journey start? How did this happen?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if somebody told me, like, you know, a couple of years ago that I'd be selling products online, I'd be like, I don't know anything about that. Um, I think is like a punchline to a joke or something. Um, but really, my kids. Uh, so I have two girls. They're seven and ten now. But for like the last two, three years, they kept wanting to do lemonade stands. Um, and so, like, you know, we've done like dozens of them. Um, We worked on our recipes and they had this really awesome, like organic lemonade with organic sugar, fresh squeezed, and it was just delicious. Um, And one year we entered into the National Lemonade Day program. And uh, so they were gonna, you you know, they were gonna raise money for um, our our family in India supports an orphanage. Uh, And so they're gonna raise money to help buy a bus for that orphanage. Hmm they ended up raising like three thousand dollars they sold out of like 10 gallons of lemonade you know people donated extra money for their cause that's incredible yeah and and then and then you know so i told the story to the national lemonade day program so they got invited uh to meet um jack welch the former ge ceo he was given a talk uh related to the national lemonade day program and entrepreneurship. And they won like most charitable entrepreneur of the year. (laughs) uh, So they're like five and eight at the time or like six. And I think they were five and eight at the time. And they really loved it. And they just kind of wanted to do more and more. I actually didn't know much about business. but So one of the first things we were going to do was maybe we can do a bottle lemonade. So we're thinking like, okay, we'll do like two sisters lemonade or something like that. Um, but, you know, one thing, we were really we wanted to have, like, a really awesome product. And, you know, the lemonade we were making for the Lemonade Day programs or the lemonade stands, I mean, it was just, you know, fresh squeeze. It just tasted great. And then once you bottle it, like, I think you lose a lot of the quality, you know, because um, we tested lots of lemonades uh, on the market. And we're like, this doesn't taste anything like ours. And we didn't want to put a product that wasn't, you know, that we weren't going to be excited about. So we scrapped that idea, but we still wanted to do something. And uh, so, you know, you know, I'm a physician. My wife's a physician. We live a pretty, uh, you know, holistic wellness lifestyle. Uh, you know, we exercise, we eat well, and I was like, you know, th- so many, so many things that. So many of the diseases that that uh, that we suffer from in our modern day is just lifestyle diseases. Just, you know the way we live, the way we don't exercise enough, uh, what we put into our body, what we put on our body. So I was like, well, let's let's see if we can tackle that. Uh, so that was you know kind of the angle that we were going to do. We weren't really sure. So I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'm passionate about wellness. Uh, I'm passionate about like natural wellness, living a full life, and uh, living a holistic uh, well life. Um, you know, so well, and
0: you're also in um, in that vein uh, of of holistic, uh, thoughtful, uh, intentional wellness, living a a well life. You're a meditation trainer as well, right?
1: That's correct. Yes. So I um I've been uh, volunteering for the Heartfulness Institute and teach Heartfulness meditation. It's something I've been doing for about a decade and it brings me a lot of joy. Uh, and, you know, I get to meet a lot of people through that and uh, really have, you know, get to touch a lot of people's lives uh, through our meditation practice. Uh, my wife is also a meditation trainer. So we have a you know, group meditation um, uh, sometimes at our house and sometimes at other centers um, throughout Houston. So, but practically almost every Sunday morning we have group meditation at our house and it just brings, it just changes the, you know, the energy of your place and the energy of your house. It's just been awesome for oh, us.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, there are, are countless studies showing the very real um, physiological benefits of meditation. And right, I, right. I always intend to meditate more. I don't do it enough. In times of stress, I will, um, I will, I will fall back on it and meditate. And I never regret it. I always love it. Um, It really, it's quite tremendous. So it sounds you. I, I had the biggest smile on my face when you told the story about your your kids with the lemonade stand. In part <laughs> because we have I have two boys who are uh, the same age um, as as your girls, and right. um, you know they have they have occasionally. You know, my wife and I both being entrepreneurs, it is starting to sink in. Like we want to teach them the value of entrepreneurship um, and start of start start priming them for that mindset. And even um, we went to Hilton Head uh, this summer and. On the way is um the tactical baby gear offices, tacticalbabygear.com, one of our, our clients and and good friends, B. Brody. Um and we I said you guys gotta see this. You know, we just the you know, these bags, the baby care, the stuff we have. There's a, a real guy who's my friend who makes that. Let's go check it out, right? So I I'll, we're always trying to impart to them that value of entrepreneurship. When awesome. they were awesome. Yeah. Um with this uh the lemonade stands, this sounded like a a long-running tradition that had started with your girls.
1: Was it? Yeah. So it wasn't me. So you're trying to you're trying to impart uh, values that you know about to your kids. I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship, um, but I would say that you know I know about working hard and I know how to you know about being diligent and and solving problems. So so it was really my kids wanting to do this all the time and do something. And you know they're very creative. And I was like I I need to do something to try to you know encourage this. So. So that's kind of how 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 this came about is you know they were they were always like oh, let's do something so
0: so they had this through ingenuity through through drive they had this tremendous um, success raising money for a charitable cause which is so cool to see kids doing they weren't like let's right. go buy an Xbox right um, right because right, I right. think that's where my kids would be <laughs> <laughs> I'd like yeah hey, you guys did it they're like all right let's go get an Xbox it's a plush toys like right. I no more plush toys right. The, um, all right so the from there, you you recognize this. You wanted to foster this, and that's where you said, "All right, well, let's let's brand this into two sisters lemonade, and let's try and sell um, lemonade." And then discovered it. it gets a little strange once you bottle it, um, and you can even, as I have learned the hard way, it starts to ferment, and you end up with some, some strange yeah. semi-alcoholic lemonade. And right. now you're
1: right. you're selling soap on Amazon. What what happened in the middle? Where how do we go from so, lemonade yeah. to soap? We were just we were trying to find a a product that would you know fit uh, our our values. Um, I mean we you know like the the lemonade that we were selling uh, for lemonade day. It was it was amazing. You know we just used premium premium ingredients, um, and just worked on the formula. And I, I think you know as a family we enjoy that. You know we enjoy trying to trying to perfect something. So. So then I was like, well, you know, we could get into uh, to the wellness space, and uh, you know, I was like, well, let, let's take something that's out there and try to improve upon it, you know. So you know, there are a lot of you know, and people told me, oh, don't get into it; it's really competitive. And why does everybody? And you do know, that? when I started, it is that, is that like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, know, this? Know. Is
0: the sh- so? If you went when you were younger and you went to people and you said, I'm going to be a doctor. I bet there wasn't anyone who goes, yeah, but look how many doctors there are. Why would you want to do – so? there's so many doctors. No one would right, say that right, to you. But if right. you say I want to start a business in X space, if there's so much as one other person doing it, a layperson's immediate reaction is, but there's other people doing that. You can't right. do it too. No, that sure. means there's – that's a good thing. If no one else is doing it, that's scary. Yeah. The chant, like you're like, wait, why is no one else doing it? Versus if there's other people out there doing it and being successful, you go, yeah, yeah and, okay.
1: That's a great point. That's a great point. And you know, as as I got into it, I just realized there's lots of opportunities. You know, there's lots of products that you could improve upon, make better, and deliver something premium. And aha, uh,
0: ah, see, that's that's the thing. That's the mindset to have that we see in successful entrepreneurs is you see a thing, whether it's a pain or problem in your life that's not solved well or um, in a particular line of products where you go, man, yeah, I, I, I know how to do this better. Why doesn't someone do this better? Why not me? Why don't I do this? And it's asking yourself, why not me? First right. being able right. to recognize that thing and then asking, why not me? That is um, just tremendous and critical to entrepreneurial success.
1: Right, right. That, that's a great point. Um, and and you know, I didn't reali- realize that I had this skill set um, or or maybe I had it, but I wasn't applying it uh, to entrepreneurship. Uh, you know, I was applying it in other aspects of my life. Um, so then how we got to soap. Well, I was, you know, we we try to eat organic and we you know, try to be uh, mindful of what we put into our body. And I was like, well, you know, how about the things that we're putting on our body and and you know, looked at lots of, uh, lots of companies and a lot of companies that say they're natural. And then you look at the ingredients and, and they're not natural. You know, I think they just use the word natural, uh, as a marketing, uh, gimmick. Um, but you know, none of the ingredients were natural. Uh, and I was like, but there's gotta be a better way of doing this. Uh, so, you know, I did spend a lot of time researching like, you know, how to make products uh, last, uh, using natural means, um, uh, you know, have a decent shelf life and, uh, and, and be optimal, you know, be skin nourishing. And, you know, what I, what I, in my research, what I found a lot of the, a lot of the products out there, they're really optimized just to have a long shelf life. You know, once they make it, it should last for three to five years on the shelf. So I was like, well, I'm going to flip that, uh, around. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, when I was trying to get into this, you know, everybody on the forum would so be like, "Oh yeah, just uh, go to Alibaba, buy something cheap from China, mark it up, and sell it in America." Oh, the drop you know. shipping, the drop shipping route. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, it, I, you know, I'm pretty contrarian in the way I think. I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like a long term way that somebody else could do that, uh, really easily after me. And so I was like, I'm gonna try to make something unique. And then, and then the other thing, people were like, "Oh, why don't you just white label something?" You know, uh, take go to a manufacturer and put your logo on something. And, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm probably a little too arrogant to do something like that. I was like, no, no, I'm going to try, <laughs> try to make something the best possible and, and put my stamp on it. So, you know, I researched uh, a lot about skincare. Um, I met some American uh, soap artisans, you know, they hand make the soap and like each batch takes about eight to 10 weeks to make and cure so like okay, these are the guys that I want to work with. I interviewed like a dozen of them, and I found a group that was that was just great. And uh, you know, they're willing to work with me, you know, and and use like the ingredients that I was keen on using and stuff. Hold so on, let's,
0: let's recap here. So you started, you you knew this space. You knew what you wanted to make a better product, and so you started researching it online, right? Yeah. Okay. And the initial thing that you know a lot of people say is, yeah, you know, they they want the lowest barrier to entry. Um and the quickest buck to validate even just the idea, the niche, the brand, whatever. So they start with drop shipping, and then if you're at what, um, and I have almost no experience with drop shipping, um, but we've tr- It's probably like the biggest vertical. It may be the the biggest vertical on Shopify. I don't know how you know durable or profitable it is. But right. our, our number one downloaded episode is from the start of this year called "Is Drop Shipping Dead?" Um, uh-huh. <laughs> with yeah. So I just you know I. It's odd because I, you know, I don't speak to drop shippers and like my message are, uh, I'm more interested in, in people like you, um, but I suspect that's a, a huge, huge component of these um, the e-commerce community. Well, so you, the, you saw
1: that early on. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, oh, I'm interrupting you. My apologies. <laughs> so I, I was saying like, in, you know, in these forums, there's, there's a lot of these people that are like, oh, I started a Shopify store and now I'm making $100,000 a month. And uh, you know, and same with Amazon. Oh, I started Amazon. I'm making hundred thousand dollars a month. And then you see a lot of people like get suckered into buying their courses or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I feel bad because like a lot of you know you're on on these forums, hey, you know, uh, this is my last two thousand dollars. I'm paying oh. for this course. I'm hoping, <laughs> oh. you know.
0: they like, oh my god.
1: And then and then when you dig into it, you realize that like over over ninety nine percent of Amazon store owners. Uh,
0: fail oh yeah oh i'm sure you know? the, the failure rate's extremely high and the yeah. lower as like these tools yeah. democratize and the barrier to entry gets lower and lower the failure rate goes up i don't know that's it's, it's right. not necessarily a i don't see it as a bad thing because it's like they me yeah, maybe they fail the first time i hope that they get the experience and then um jump into the next thing and, and learn from it But okay sure. so you, you sure. saw that the next level up from just straight drop shipping is is private label where you you take a um, you pay more to a manufacturer that you would normally drop ship from and they, they put your spin on it, right? They put your right. brand on it and then you sell that on Amazon. And right. that, all right, so now you've got a, a bit more of a moat around your business and I think that's a lot of what successful Amazon sellers are doing, but then right. the tough part is like, as soon as you see one that's successful, it just isn't that hard to figure out where they got it from and then right. private label, someone else goes, oh well it works for them, they private label the same darn thing.
1: Yeah, um, so then I'll put my sticker on it. Right. So. Yeah, so I didn't want to do that either. Okay. So I wanted to make my own unique thing, you know. And
0: now, you said, "Alright, I'm like those are out. I want to make my own thing. I want to do this right. I'm manufacturing it, but I don't know how." So you went to um and soap makers have a guild, right?
1: Yes, uh-huh.
0: Yeah, well, that's the the first time I heard that. I I thought that was very interesting. I'm like, wow, I, I never right. thought of it. Um yeah. and soap takes good soap is quite um quite hard difficult to make. It takes 8 to 10 weeks. It's it's intensive. And so you right, started, right. Um, you started interviewing soap makers. Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, we, 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 we go to the public library all the time. Um, my kids are always just trying to, you know, get new books. So I started going there and I was like, huh, there's like a whole section on soaps and skincare. So, uh, you know, I just got a bunch of books, read a bunch of books, then started interviewing soap makers. And it's, it's really an art form, you know, um, and it's really interesting what they do um, in the different, you know, processes of making soap. Uh, so we use a, a cold process method um, and, you know, we just try to source the ingredients and it, it's just a great group of people. And I really love that it's, you know, made in America. And that's another thing that I wanted to do. Who knows who knows what's in your ingredients that come from elsewhere?
0: Right, so you wanted, yeah, and because you've got this holistic wellness approach, I mean it almost you would almost have to be involved, start to finish in the manufacturing to make sure right. it is to your standard, so that you're right. delivering on that promise right, um, so there's a lot of uh you're you're very ethical, there's some morality here, i like that, um uh, you know being being ethical and good in your business will always serve you well, um okay, so from there, you start you figure out how to make soap um. Sure. How do you find the time? This is often, yet, you know, I always create the joke as well, you know, people don't have the
1: time to do the things they want to do,
0: yet they have time to bin shows on Netflix. Right. How, how does that so, work?
1: So, you know, I, I don't watch sports. That's one thing. Um, <laughs> well, that makes two of us. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think people have time. And, and it's it was something that I got passionate about. And you know you're you're talking about it as a business. Like when I started, when we started, we you know we weren't thinking about it like really as a business. it will be like, oh, it'll be a hobby. We'll teach the kids. We'll learn something. Um, Was it and, a passion? And and then the business part kind of came later. Um, uh, thinking about it more, you know, once once we proved that hey, you know, people really like these things and and they're finding great benefit out of it, and like okay, well, let's try to scale it some more. So you have this this hobby, this passion with your
0: kids. Uh, right and right. then how did you validate you said man people like this how did you get to that point where you knew well what was the first so did you make soap at home is that how this started and
1: so we went back my wife would kill me if i was making soap at home. <laughs> <laughs> um uh i mean you know sometimes we get like like i'll get a bunch of uh you know different oils and essential oils and we'll sit around the table and smell and try to come up with combinations but like if I had to lie in the house and something happened oh it would be the end of me so no but we found some local people that would that would kind of manufacture for us uh, but they would manufacture to our specifications and, and the ingredients uh, so it's, it's been great to work with them uh,
0: um, and then you I assume through like the soap making guild connection the people you interviewed that's how you, you f- were able to find those yeah, folks yeah. okay because that is um, you know for a lot of folks finding the manufacturer is the hardest part it is nice to be you are in a – this is a premium product um you know how much is a bar of soap just to for me
1: so uh, we sell for $12 okay
0: so and, it's like 12 bucks is not a lot of money to spend on anything but it is relative to soap it, it is a premium good
1: um, right so you right. are
0: able to spend more on um on manufacturing and having having right. it done right. to your specs and etc right. um okay so you yeah, get some, to,
1: of, some of go my ahead. friends like no one's going to buy a $12 bar of soap and I was like, you're probably right, but, you know, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, and, and truthfully, there's not a huge margin on the soap. I mean, you know, if, after packaging, after the ingredients, after the shipping, there's not a huge margin, but, you know, we weren't doing this to like, oh, let's make a lot of money selling soap. We're like, let's try this out and see if we can put something, something awesome out into the world. That, um,
0: I love that, that line. That's so good. Let's just try this. Let's see if we could put something awesome out into the world. Step one no. was just like, will this work for us? right and then all right so you you were able to do it you made soap that you loved
1: From, and then uh, what happens yeah, so next then, so then um it was uh you know it took me a long time to find the uh, packaging and uh, and a logo that i liked um and and you know one of the problems with a lot of these forums is they'll tell you oh go on Fiverr Fiverr and uh, you know spend five bucks and you'll get a logo and i did that and i gave someone five bucks and i was like oh my god i'd be embarrassed to associated with that right. look, <laughs> you know, so, uh, and this is a good, good uh, example of how like kind of we solve problems. So then we did it again. We we're like, okay, well that guy's gave five bucks. Let me try this other guy who wants a hundred bucks. So I gave him a hundred bucks and I was like, Oh, Oh, no way. I'm not putting my name on that. Um, so I interviewed a bunch of different people and, you know, uh, I mean, some people want like $3,000 for a logo. And I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. So I was like, how am I gonna find a logo that I'm gonna be happy with? Uh, we were happy with the name, I Heart Nature. I mean, it's, you know, we love hiking. We love being outdoors. We love, you know, I think it it fit into like our lifestyle. And it, yeah, it speaks to a for.
0: lifestyle brand, which is yeah. literally your lifestyle.
1: Right, right, right. So, um, so then I called uh, the bo- So we settled on a box manufacturer. So I called them and I said, hey guys, you must see thousands of designs, you know. Uh, there's probably some designer that sticks out to you, you know. Can you give me a name of like, you know, some box designs that you guys really like? They're like, oh, call this guy, uh, Alan and Brandon in, uh, in Florida. So I gave them a call. They gave me a great rate. Three days later, I had a logo that I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is like they reached into my brain, pulled it out, and <laughs> <laughs> put it on a piece of paper, you know, uh so we loved it, and then the kids have been really involved in all this, and they're like, "No, we want this color." you know they looked at the logo, and they're like, "No, we, we make sure you put a bird in there, dad, so then we got a bird added onto the logo
0: I see there yeah. there is indeed a bird in the logo,
1: <laughs> so Yeah, you know, and even with logos, you know, I read a lot about logos, and everyone, I think uh, everyone's like, no, keep a logo simple, just have one or two colors, don't have too many elements in there. And, you know, if you look at our logo, it doesn't follow any of those rules. I mean, there's a sun, there's some trees. Well, it does have two, it is only two colors. So you got (laughs) that. It's blackened,
0: um, like a warm orange.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: but it all, it's got a bunch of elements in it, but you could easily, like, they're, so they're it was, disparate it, yeah, elements. I, I feel it like down. that was
1: it. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, okay. so that it was kind of fun, like, solving, like, how am I going to find the logo? Uh, so so I was really fortunate to find them. And then once I found them, I was like, okay, these guys are awesome. I'm going to use them for everything.
0: And so once you, you had somebody who made the logo... That becomes the cornerstone of the branding, like the name and the logo and the mission is, is the cornerstone, and for there the you're able to get um, the packaging designed and, and without much hassle by the same folks.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. the same folks, yeah. and then initially, you know, um, I made a, a website. I didn't use these designers they, they didn't have time to work on a website, and I was like, well, you know I just want a website to have some social proof if somebody goes on Amazon looks up this company then, you know, they'll say, hey, well, they have a website, they must be legitimate. And I thought that was all that a website was for, which I learned (laughs) wasn't the case uh, months later. Um, But yeah, so then I built a website, I found somebody on Upwork, they did it for like, uh, you know, five, 600 bucks. Um, And I got compliments on the website, but the website didn't have any functionality, really, like the buy button went straight to the Amazon uh, listing.
0: Okay. Well, so, that's, so you had the, the minimum viable version of the website, and that's a right. perfectly legit way to start. You had the Amazon listing. All right, here's the part I don't get. You went from manufacturer, you got the thing manufactured, packaged, looking good, and then it's on Amazon. So how did you um, do
1: it? Were you fulfilling
0: it yourself? Did you use fulfillment no, by I Amazon?
1: Had, I had Amazon fulfill it. And, and that's the great thing about Amazon is you know that you can kind of uh, set up these processes, uh, and, and, you know, they'll handle a lot of the logistics and they're pretty good. And I haven't had too many complaints. Uh, I haven't had any complaints about the fulfillment. How'd you
0: learn how to do that?
1: Uh, reading, reading, reading. And Amazon has a lot of, uh, a lot of content out there that they, you know, they have like, uh, for, in their seller central account, they have a a bunch of videos that you can watch. Um, okay. I just learned everything on my own really.
0: And once you, um, you listed the products on Amazon, uh, or how many SKUs did you start with?
1: I think I, uh, initially, I think within like a month or two, I had all nine SKUs up there.
0: Oh, so this is rapid.
1: If this, uh, and that that's, if I had to do it over again, I would do it differently. I would do like one or two at a time. Why like is that? So then once I got them up there, I was like, okay, what do I do now? Um, and I, I didn't really understand PPC or keywords or definitely didn't understand what a long tail keyword was. Um, and so I was just learning about that. And, uh, you know, like it was funny because on these forums, everybody was like talking about how valuable long tail keywords were. And I was like, why would why would that have any value? That doesn't make any sense. But then, then you learn, you know. Um, uh, like w- one long tail keyword I found was uh, recently uh, was... Uh, Butt acne soap. <laughs> I was like, somebody searching for butt acne soap, they're probably gonna buy something. <laughs> yeah, it's why. very specific. You have to
0: solve a specific pain. If I had butt right, acne. Right. Yeah, you're right. I just on Amazon right. I type butt acne and it auto-completes to soap and soap bar. And if I search <laughs> it, yeah.
1: Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. So so I learned I kind of learned that algorithm. Um I learned, you know, how Amazon that you know works how their PPC works uh and it's it, i think it's just something you just have to do um you just have to get in there um and you know I, it's not like i, I had like 100,000 dollars worth of product that i sent into Amazon you know initially actually they 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 cap you at like 5,000 units so whatever you want to send in they'll they won't let you have you know in total over 5,000 units Oh interesting yeah so, which was which was kind of good, I guess. So we just, you know, we just made a few batches at a time, sent them in. Wasn't sure if um, if they would take off, and then, you know, slowly I started doing PPC. Uh, started, uh, you know, reworking my listing. Uh, I learned, you know, where to put the keywords in and and what value they had. Um, and you know, Amazon's actually very helpful. You can call them, and and they'll tell you. Oh, you, you know, they have they have. A, a great customer service. Um, they've been very helpful. They, you know, they reviewed some listings for mine. They said, oh, well, you know, if you use these, uh, like in your title, if you use certain things, then it gets truncated and everything after that, it doesn't really count. Like if you use commas and and hmm. uh, you know, some other, uh, like a- if you use the and sign. So I think their algorithm doesn't like that.
0: Oh, so they actually, Amazon will, cause you know, if you call like Google, um or facebook they'll give you a little bit but they're not gonna you know it's hit or miss
1: Where it sounds like amazon is really quite helpful but the, the people that i got were not enough that's everybody's experience right. but you know i was just polite i was just <laughs> i just acted dumb acted like i didn't know what i was doing and and you know people are usually well i said you, know, you were just
0: starting i suppose you didn't know what you were doing
1: i didn't i really didn't
0: so you have um I mean, all your listings have a ton of reviews. The first one I, I'm looking at uh, has
1: 70 customer reviews
0: right. with so really the, 4.5 stars. How do you do that? That's like the reviews are so important in the decision making process of no the ranking.
1: Idea how that happened? I have not that. <laughs> no. So I'm I'm actually dumbfounded by that. Um, and so so we got the turmeric soap and all these soaps up there, and then the turmeric soap started selling a little faster and then uh, it ran out of uh, stock because you know like I'm or I'm having these made like one or two batches at a time and then this one started taking off and I wasn't going to be able to replenish it you know uh, in time so it's and then so once you run out of stock then if you're not selling then your ranking goes down so then I had to wait for the stock to get replenished put it back on Amazon and then kind of start over with the PPC and try to get my uh, my item ranked again. Um, so so that's a that's a several mistakes that I've made. You know, is like not anticipating the sales. Um, but I learned a lot after when when it went uh, when it ran out of stock. Uh, is it because uh, I w- I thought that people were maybe just buying one and never buying again. I you know I thought I didn't know that I had repeat customers. But when when I um, ran out of the stock, um, I was getting phone calls and emails every day. It's like, Hey, when's your turmeric soap coming back? When's your turmeric soap coming back?
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, And, and my wife is like, what kind of a shenanigan did you get us into now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting when you, I mean, it's a great problem to have, but it's kind of interesting when it first happens Right. um, you're like, Oh, geez, I gotta (laughs) people want this and I I actually need to fulfill on this promise. Um, Right. It could be, it's a, it's a little stressful and that you're like, Oh my gosh, people want to give me money.
1: Um, it was embarrassed. I, I was embarrassed. I was like, hey, I didn't think I would sell one, and now we sold out, and now we're, you know, like trying to make enough just to meet the demand. So, yeah, so I was and- I was really pleased. And then, and and the the best part, you know, like I was saying, you know, I was trying to pre- put like awesome ingredients, like, you know, like we put like we researched turmeric and all its benefits, and we're like, let's let's jam pack as much turmeric as we can in the soap. You know, the other one like neem is another popular one. We're like, okay, let's. Let's put as much neem as we can. we put neem, neem oil. And and people write back, like, oh, my God, this has helped my acne. This has helped, you know, my uh, skin tone. Uh, recent reviews, someone's like, oh, you know, I had keratosis pilaris, and this really cleared it up. I did not expect any of this uh, to happen. I was kind of blown away.
0: You really, it, it's the dream. You did something you were passionate about. <laughs> you made something just good to put in the world, um, and then... You are now reaping the rewards, um, and I love it. It plays right into your tagline, which I think is great. Reap what you soap.
1: Right, right. My my wife came up with that one.
0: Uh, she gets she gets credit because um, <laughs> I I think that's great. Yeah. Um Okay. I have and then from that point now you have just uh, recently launched uh, your Shopify store. What was the what made you know why not just stick with Amazon or have a perfunctory brand site? um that sends people to amazon what made you say hey man we should we should build this a shopify store so people could buy direct it's,
1: yeah so it it's a good question and i'm i'm not sure i have all the answers for it but um, a lot of people encouraged me to get on shopify i didn't i actually never heard about shopify when i started uh you know my wife had a blog and she was on wordpress so i was like okay well i'll, I'll just also use a wordpress uh, website um but uh but learning about Shopify, learning about you know collecting emails and and the uh, really i I feel like probably my biggest motivation to get on Shopify was uh to have a relationship with the customers, you know to like say, "Hey, this is what we're putting out, is this what you like? What would you like to see more of you know and that's
0: and, and- that's the downside of Amazon is they they really go out of their way to separate you from the right. customers so that you don't right. own your own audience. You're dependent on Amazon.
1: Right. And and that's, I mean, they have a huge audience, right? They have, I mean, they're, you know, like 50 cents of every dollar spent online is spent on Amazon. So, I mean, they have a great platform. I just, you know, I just uh, wanted a, a little more robust website. I wanted, to, I wanted to, you know, see if I can grow a customer base and, and start developing a relationship. And, and because I can't just continue to put out things out that I think are great. I want to make sure that you know this is something that people actually would want.
0: That's such a. I love that. I love that that line. That's so good. I I just want to put stuff. Put stuff out there that people would want. I mean, right. it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And just doing just that really is is much harder than it seems. Um, so yeah, I think you're. I think you're just getting started. I think the you have um, some some tremendous. Tremendous things ahead of you, and especially like seeing what you've done in such a short time um, by just trying to do something good is just fantastic and inspirational. I love it. Uh, I got a cut. We're we're at the end of our time, but I, I got a couple quick lightning round questions for you. Okay. Um, all right, number one, what's uh, one thing you would have done differently?
1: Ooh. Um. I would have started 10 years ago <laughs> or 20 years ago. <laughs> Start
0: sooner. If you've got the if you've got the idea, you're considering it, no time like the present. Right,
1: right. I I would tell everyone, you know, this is entrepreneurship really a way to marry like your like life passion into into what you, you know, what you put out to the It's a great way to like really communicate with the world, put yourself out there. Uh you do have to be a little vulnerable, you know. Um, but, but I encourage everybody to just give it a shot and just do it and not think about it.
0: Do you think that's, it's important, um, to be, to be vulnerable and include yourself in, in the brand and in the story?
1: Initially, I, I, I didn't think about it. Uh, but, uh, but people always, you know, when, when people hear like, oh, you know, why are you, why are you doing this now? And then I tell them how, you know, the journey of how we got here and they're like, oh, that's an awesome story you know they so I, people have validated the story for me
0: i think um yeah it was it was definitely a a softball question i knew the answers you got to share that story so people care <laughs> um, yeah and it, when you have a great story that that's a competitive advantage not everybody has has such an amazing story um what uh what keeps you up at night about this business it's new you don't you know that you don't know everything you don't know what you don't know so what what keeps you up at night what worries you
1: so, so, I guess the next thing, like uh, I had figured out the Amazon algorithms. And so now I'm, I'm, you know, looking into like, how do I get on the Google and Facebook algorithms? And, you know, how do, I, how do I solve those problems, learn about that? I think there's a lot of similarities between those, that PPC and this, but then there's also a lot of differences. Um, it's just interesting how much data is out there that Facebook and Google have. Um, and how, how automated a lot of this, uh, can, can be. No, absolutely.
0: Um, and I'll say, I think there's not a, a right or wrong answer. I mean, sometimes it could be your audience is, you know, responds better on one platform or you just know one platform right. better. So I generally right. tell people like, go with, go with the channel you've, you're, you're starting to see success with and then double down sure. on that. Um, right. Right. But
1: I mean, I could have just stayed on Amazon, but I, I kind of wanted to branch out and try to look at these other things and shopify is great for like just you can get on messenger you can get on instagram you can get on facebook and get on google and it it you know it, it it makes it really simple to do all that
0: yeah absolutely uh and finally last question one tip what should people take away from this what's one thing you wish every shopify store owner or entrepreneur would do
1: I would, uh, I would vet the people that you uh, work with. Um, you know, I, I like looking at these forums. I, I see a lot of people um, uh, almost get conned um, and, and it makes me sad, you know, cause it, cause they're promising like a quick success story. Like, Oh, you can, you know, just put up a website and start making, you know, six figures a month. And, you know, I would say, don't, don't get uh, conned into that. There's no way that you can be successful overnight, just drop shipping something, I would say, you know, like, put your heart into it, do it, do something that you're passionate about. And then it doesn't, it's not just a business, but you know, it's, it's just becomes an extension of who you are.
0: Follow your passion, and you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Goes.
1: Right. So I wanted to say one other thing. Sure. Uh, you know, that day that we uh, talked, and I was uh, gonna You know, I was looking to see whether we should engage with Ethercycle, you know, for some of our Shopify and marketing needs. Um, I also talked to another um, uh, agency that same day, and you know, he said uh, he said, you know, you had complimented the website, said it was, you know, aesthetically beautiful and stuff, and you know, the other gentleman said that, but then he said, but you know, your copy, you're just trying to be too clever. Uh, so and i was like, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't really appreciate him saying that. I was like, that's my whole life is me just trying to be too clever.
0: <laughs> just yeah, a wordsmith. <laughs> no, Yeah. And you, you had sent me an email about that. You're like, someone said I was trying to be too clever. I'm like, no,
1: <laughs> not at all. It, it's yeah. good. So, I mean, I, I thought that was, you know, that's, that's who I am. And that's, you know, like, I like to be a wordsmith and, and stuff. And, and, and then you use the word portmanteau, which is one of my favorite words. And I was like, oh, we'll definitely go with the ether cycle. <laughs> I good, good command of the English language. I,
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, okay. This has been, I, I love your journey. I am excited for where you're, you're going to go with this. Where could people learn about you now?
1: Uh, they can uh, check out our website, the uh, iheart nature.com.
0: And I will include that in the show notes. Rad, thank you so much.
1: Hey, thank you, Kurt. It's been fun. One
0: final note before we go. I wanted to remind you about the one Shopify theme my agency has used more than any other. It's called Turbo by Out of the Sandbox. And as its name implies, it's built for speed. But that's not why I love it. I love it because it's the most configurable feature-packed theme for Shopify today. Features like predictive search, easy mega menus, infinite scrolling collections, and a ton of page templates. Calling it a theme doesn't do it justice. I think of it as a rapid prototyping tool for Shopify stores. And I've got a special offer for you. You can get it today at a 20% discount when you use the code PODCAST20. You can even try it for up to two weeks. And if you don't love it, out of the sandbox, we'll give you a full refund. To check it out now, go to ethercycle.com slash turbo and use code PODCAST20 at checkout. That's ethercycle.com slash turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, the unofficial Shopifypodcast.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including some details you might have missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. Please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, and produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Boot Camp. That's eCommerce-BootCamp.com.